Kino Go, now in Victoria. Up to 20 million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Top of the morning, everybody. Welcome to the first day of February. On this Wednesday morning, it is great to have your company and the McCafe menu. Great to have McCafe on board. Once again, they haven't mucked around. The menu's stacked today. Our official coffee partner has Dean Vickerman, the Melbourne United head coach. What an interesting season it's been for United. Just can't quite get that consistency. 14 to 13 on the season. We'll catch up with the coach a little bit later on. Speaking of coaches, Darren Lehman, the assistant now up at the Brisbane Heat. Jeez, haven't they had to play musical chairs with that lineup uh, leading into tomorrow's do or die clash for a spot in the final of uh, of this BBL season, and they're up against uh, a very good team in the Sydney Sixers. We'll catch up with Buff a little bit later on. Tracy Gordry, the event patron for the Melbourne to Warrnambool, the iconic cycling race that's on this weekend, the oldest bike race in the country. We'll catch up with Tracy and Daniel Horsfall, of course, the manager of Nick Kyrgios. Uh, we'll get the latest on Nick's injury and uh, his. Next uh, item on uh, on his tennis roadshow in season 2023. Question that notice, of course. And SEM Breakfast is for the Kogan Money credit card, packed full of value. Good morning to you, the great, the legendary Simon O'Donnell. Morning, Sam. Uh, nice, to, uh, nice to be sitting here this morning. Nice to be sitting, chatting, and you know, plenty happening. Plenty happening. Plenty of footy news. There is, isn't there? Yeah, it's male like it's and been female. A, sort of a slow burn on the footy front, but I reckon now that everyone's done hating on Novak Djokovic, we get on to footy, yeah. don't we? Yeah, we get we get the yeah, – and the Aussie cricket team's jetted off. So they're – Or have they? On other shores. No, or, or are they grounded? Off. What do you mean grounded? Well, surely they've breached – Weight restrictions on some of the some of the luggage items. I mean, if if everyone's carrying what Steve Smith is carrying, surely they weren't all for him yesterday. Yeah, they 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 bump you off the plane. Well, the more they carry, the more get bumped off. I just went on a Jetstar flight to Adelaide. I was lucky to get one point six kilos. Steve Smith has got about four coffin bags yeah, the huge that he's time. taking on. Well, we were trying to add up oh. pre-show. So one one says civvies, his clothes. Just and his clothes. toiletries and whatever that he'd have in his hotel room. The second one would be his cricket clothes. So shirts, pants, boots, shoes, yep. socks, hats, hats, baggies. So there's two. Mm-hmm. His third one I would think would be pads and gloves and thigh pads. So you probably have three, two to three pairs of pads. Mm-hmm. I think he carries about twenty pairs of gloves. And his thigh guard, you know, a couple of thigh guards. How many so bats would he have? That would be his third. I reckon his fourth would be all bats. And Mar- all cricket bats. Marnus had a fifth bag. 40 kilos of coffee beans. Mm. 40 kilos of coffee beans. Let's be checking them in at the Get airport. Get your head around that. All 40 kilos. Bags. You know how big a one kilo bag is? Yeah. I order them once every six weeks or whatever. They are. A, they are. That's a lot of beans. It is. Are you going to India? They don't like the coffee in India? What's the coffee like in no, India? No, it's it's really thick. It's like that American. Oh, Turkish style. Yeah, it's it's No, yeah. Americans are watery filtered. Oh uh, no, but they're they're you know, probably you're better saying it's that more that it's it's a cross between it's not the good, American black and the Turkish you know, the, the, the Turkish coffee. So no, no good. As the weight no that good. they had on that flight heading there. <laughs> I'm assuming no one else was on, on the plane. Um but that, that struck me because back in your day, surely you would have just had the old Billabong backpack on, and that be it. Just carry on for you. You had, you had a coffin <laughs> and a suitcase. 
right. all you're allowed. That's Cotton it. And suitcase, so yeah. you put everything, all your cricket gear in the one bag. Into one bag. How many bats would you have taken back in the day for the World Cup or something? Two, like? sometimes three. Right. So if you had an issue with your bat, two bats, that's bad luck. Oh, you get one sent you're out. You're borrowing Mervs. Yeah. Well, if you, you broke a bat in training and then were lucky enough to be scoring some runs, which I really did, and you did another one, well, you'd try and get, you'd get two within a week. Sent out from but here or England. What if you had an issue with your blade mid-match? Then you're calling for Mervs, aren't you? No, no, but you've got three. Yeah, but say you're down to your last one. Well, yeah. Did you ever yeah. borrow someone else's bat in an international no, game? never. Never happened? Never. Mm. I used to have a specific West Indies bat. What do you mean? It weighed nothing. Why? Because you had to be a bit quicker. <laughs> <laughs> really? Real light one. Well, back really in your light. day, the standard bat would have been would have weighed a ton, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was Big. close enough to three pound, was it? So when you pick up a bat now, two nine, two ten, you feel that back lift. Are you just amazed at the oh, bat technology and the amount of wood in them? You yeah. look down, you think <laughs> it's a tree. This is a, this is, yeah, this is the face of a shovel. Yeah, yeah, and they're quite, so light, quite extraordinary. Yeah, um, so yeah, different, but you know, still the same width, all that sort of thing. It's just all in the mind, all what goes on between your ears. Hey, the Olmo Insurance open lines one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Are you welcome to give us a buzz anytime? And the temper forty winks text oh four double three ninety eight. 11.16, plenty of guests, but always time to hear from you on this Wednesday morning. I'm just thankful that I'm talking today, Scoob, because uh, we did open the show. And look, hand up yesterday. We went down a path that I'm not proud of, but I can put my hand up and say that we you know, some again. things don't work out. No, but I went to the dentist yesterday, fear, fearing obviously the worst. Yeah. Just the, the old uh, clean mm. and the x-ray. Thankfully, the private health stumped up uh, for the clean and the x-ray. The clean yeah. didn't tickle. No feelings? Well, that's a, going to be a subsequent booking. Mm. Oh, you've got a couple. To get yeah, I've done. got a few to get done. A few. Well, you know how concerned I was. That's more than two. Given uh, yeah. 2018 was my last, yep. and I did have a bad feeling. You know, I reckon when mm. your chompers need a bit of work. Yeah, I've got three, and there's a crack in another one. Oh, so that's technically, I suppose, four items, and then uh, there was a chip in one, which I knew about. So that's five, What's and then. I chipped it off eating something. Just my teeth are just shocking. I, I was eating. Do you have much milk as a kid? Yeah, lots of dairy. You're a big milk drinker. Bones are good. Bones everywhere else are, are okay. The teeth just unlucky, Jeez. fragile, delicate. And then, um, then there's another thing with the crown that I've already got. They're a little bit concerned that there's just a, a little gap there, and there could be decay getting in and under the crowns. So they might have to take that off and put it back on. Oh my god. You're gonna spend your life sitting in the chair. Someone did say to me, "Make sure you space them out," which I will. I don't have a choice. The dentist is so busy. I can't get in until late March. Wow. For these, for these, everyone's just got to the turn of the new year and thought, right? Here's my checklist. What mm. I got to do? I got to go to the dentist. Yep. So anyway, um, it is what it is. Yeah, we it we is play on. Um, I'm watching a great show at the moment, though. You watch uh, any shows on Netflix or Stan? Or yeah, anything I like? do often. Your Honor. Have you watched that? Brian Cranston. I started to watch it. That's where the young fellow, it's the mafia Hit kid on run. the motorbike. Yeah. yeah. And Brian Cranston of Breaking Bad fame and you know, I think Malcolm in the Middle going back, back, back. He's the father and he's also a judge. Mm. And uh, he says, well, you've got to turn yourself in. But then when he sees the kid that he killed and he's linked to the major crime family of New Orleans, he says, no, maybe we try to keep this a secret. And it doesn't go well, right. as you might imagine. Good show, though, on stand. So the second season's just uh, dropping at the moment. So I'm, I'm quite enamoured with that. Mm. Yeah. Now, I've watched some good ones. Um, 
Um, I watched uh, Robert De Niro again the other day in a good movie with Anne Hathaway mm. called The Intern. Okay. Oh, good. fantastic. I haven't movie. seen it. Oh, brilliant movie. I can't watch a mid movie during the day. Can't you? No. I'm going to go for a little nana nap like start on the movie. <laughs> and then not off. Well, Did you get to the end? No. But it, you know it was good. Oh, no, no. I'll then watch it another right. day. Right, Pro- okay. I'll watch it properly. But um, I started on the intern and uh, I got through it. It was fantastic. Hey, a lot of feedback on your uh, bat choice as well. I copied Scoob using the Grey Nichols Classic Power really? Spot. What a bat. I had the old Grey Nichols double scoop. They don't make them anymore, do they? No, Back in the no, day. Double scoop. I never thought double the double scoop. scoops were much good. Right. You were all about the power spot. Yeah. I, was about, I started with a scoop. Yeah. The Grey Nichols scoop. One scoop. Single scoop. And then they bought that double scoop out and I couldn't find one that I felt was right. Yeah. Because that was, that was the fun of it. In those days, the Grey Nichols factory was down in Morty Alec. So you'd drive down to Morty Alec and you'd, there was just this wall full of willow that had been partially shaped into a bat and it had the handles in you'd start picking them up and you'd pick out sort of three bats so that's there's my summer yeah right there and then they'd grade them and shape them and you know do what they do to them and you keep picking them up so yep beauty and you'd get three bats made exactly the same i'd whack the stickers on and out they went into the car and got home and got the hammer and started belting them the mallet, the wooden mallet. Yeah. You know, harden them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a bit of oil got on to them. knock them in. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, just see Coral Rutherglen, an iconic footy club um, up on the borders, in massive trouble. In fact, it sounds as though they're going to they're gonna go under, at least to even take a recess or uh, there's talk of a merger. Uh, regardless, they're, they're having a horrible time up there and they wouldn't be on their own. Extensive flooding, obviously. They, they were slow to get a coach. A number of players have left. There's been a big exodus. I mean, this is a club that produced the great Johnny Longmore, and I know his father there is still involved and campaigning hard for the future of the club and what might happen next. But that's a real sad turn of events for a famous uh, football club who um, is struggling at the moment, Scoob. So um, we might try to get in touch with their president, you know, Graham Hosier, perhaps a little bit later on in the week and and see where things are at. But... um, that's a, a sad state of affairs up there, and and would be mirrored across uh, across oh, yeah. across the state and up into New South Wales as well. When it comes to when it comes to our country footy clubs, you know, for so long the fabric of, of these towns and the, and where it starts is you know your thirds and fourths. When when clubs are starting to struggle to put thirds and fourths out on the park, and then in five years' time you got no seniors either. Mm. If those thirds and fourths yeah. are strong and the numbers are up, well, I think they're juniors. By the time they fall off for the for the seniors, um, there's no one left. I think I read somewhere, and it might have even been Fred Longmore, John's old man, that um, the the junior numbers have been strong, but I think um, the flooding has been massive up there. Yeah. I mean, I think the damage to the change rooms and the facilities take a lot of uh, coming back from. So, speaking of facilities, though, did you see the news yesterday down in Tasmania, the York Park uh, UTAS Stadium upgrade? that had been unveiled. So $65 million upgrade. Uh, this is just the first stage, a new Eastern stand, Scoob, uh, improved facilities, new entertainment precinct, the whole box and dice, another 1,000 seats. Um, however, they need more funding for stages two and three of this development because it's a $200 million project. Now, Jeremy Rockliffe, the Premier, said he'll continue to lobby for the additional $65 million needed from the federal government so that stage two can go ahead. Mm. So just add it to my tab, do you reckon? He's already after three hundred million for the Hobart Stadium for their AFL team. Now he's putting out his hand for sixty-five million and perhaps more 
the Lonnie. Mm. Yeah, no, they're having a dash. <laughs> they're having a dash. It's had greedy, or what? Wouldn't you just? <laughs> wouldn't you think? I'm really trying to get this $300 million over the line. It's holding up our, our state speed that we've always wanted for an AFL team. Wouldn't you just think, maybe just pump the brakes on Lonnie for a second? With so all due you, respect how to do you Utah. read that? Well, the Utah stuff must have been in train for a long, long time, mm. is my only assumption. And maybe it's, I don't know how it can be independent. At the end of the day, you're putting your hand out for more than $350 million. It's a lot, isn't it? It's a, for two venues. <laughs> for two venues. Unbelievable. No, no it is a lot. Uh, Gav's in Weymouth in Tassie. Still have my SS Jumbo that I used as a junior. I love that bat as well. Wish well, I kept my old bats. Did you, you, Richie you, Richardson was a SS Jumbo man. You still got your bats? Did you keep them? No. You didn't keep them? Well, I sort of did, and then the kids got older and played backyard cricket with them. and you joking? And they all swelled up, and you put them on the fire. Jeez. Did your kids actually, speaking of kids, ever play hide-and-seek in their younger days? Yeah, they played that stupid game in the pool. Marco Polo. Oh, Marco Polo. Oh, yeah, love that game. Can... Iconic. What? What about hide and seek? My kids are still playing hide and seek, which I love because it means they're not on the screens. But I read a story. <laughs> I'm going to have to sanction their hiding spots. Why? I read a story in the Daily Mail. I meant to mention it yesterday. A 15-year-old boy was found exhausted but safe after falling asleep in a shipping container and waking up six days later, 2,000 miles from where he started. He got on. He hid in a shipping container in Chittagong, Bangladesh. On January 11, fell asleep, locked in the container, sailed across the Indian Ocean, and he was found by Malaysian port staff and police in Port Klang. On January 17, dehydrated, exhausted, crying, hungry, but ultimately, thankfully, okay. And he was hospitalised and he was okay. Now, do you you reckon he won? I reckon he won. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say he won. I'd say so. Odds on he won. The ultimate hide-and-seek performance. I reckon it's an excellent performance. Just a couple of our um, the the other shows to watch yes. on telly, and it's a, it's a ripper too, called Black Snow on Stan. I've watched it. I watched saw it over that. the summer. It's a Any ripper. Good? Oh, yeah. This is what I'm talking about with Coral. Coral was thirds, so they're unders. Made the grand final this year and continued to produce good junior players. And I think the towns themselves, Coral and other, yeah, kind of vibrant yeah. farming communities, are they not? Yeah, and grape growing and fruit vineyards. Nice. But for whatever reason, the football club is uh, is struggling big time at the moment. So, they haven't um, had a good senior team for a long time, if, right. I, if I remember rightly, Coral Rutherford. I don't remember them being up there for a while. After the break, too, I want to talk about a book that Colin Carter, the former um, Geelong president, released yesterday called uh, Football's Forgotten Years. Uh, interesting debate, this one, around when... The VFL started when the VFA folded and what should be counted as part of the uh, official historical records and what shouldn't. Uh, he's very passionate about it, uh, Colin Carter. He's a man we might have to get on as well in the days to come. That book released yesterday and uh, who's who of football there for the launch. Uh, stay with us, though. We're off and running here on Summer Brecky. Dean Vickerman's going to join us. Darren Lehman, Tracy Gaudry, uh, Warnable, Melbourne to Warnable this weekend. And Daniel Horsfall, the manager of Nick Curios as well. But we'd love your involvement. Keep the text coming through. Give us a buzz any time you like. Because a reminder that the Toyota Caller of the Year is back. It's an improved Hilux Rogue. It's wider, it's taller, it's tougher, Scoob, and you can visit your local Toyota dealer. We'll announce the first weekly winner next Tuesday. Kino Go, now in Victoria. Up to 20 million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast.
Got a text from Chaps in uh, Bombici, Scuba. Massive chance wasted by the AFL to play practice matches in those towns affected by the floods. We're talking earlier about uh, poor old Corowa Rutherglen, a famous club. Uh, the uh, the football birthplace of Johnny Longmire and um, and it's in a bad way. Um, it might well take a recess or it might even fold. It's been a disastrous off-season for them. Luke is a uh, beautiful part of the world up in uh, Marimbula. G'day, Luke. G'day, boys. How you going? Very well here. That's good. Um, yeah, just wanted to touch base, obviously, on the Coral situation. I was um, I was lucky enough to play in the under the last under eighteen flag there in two thousand, and the seniors actually won it the same year. And geez, it, it's come you know, from when I first started to, to now. It's just it's the player retention is yeah, in, all around in those country leagues seem to be really struggling. And yeah, it's just a really sad, sad story. Coral was the the first real sort of junior junior footy club where I started to really take off in, in footy. And, yeah, I remember it really well. And, yeah, just feel really sorry for it. Yeah, oh, good on you, Luke. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks a lot for, for calling in. And it's a sad state of affairs whenever we get onto this topic, Scoob. But... Um it's it's been a problem up there for a while, I think. Maybe half a dozen years ago, they did a, a study into the amount of players um, that could be accessed, and the amount of clubs they had, and there just wasn't enough. Mm. It wasn't enough to to fulfil the need there. That Coral were cluster of clubs they got up there, and now it's come home to roost for Coral Rutherglen off the back of the floods and player retention and and all sorts of. Well, things. I think there's a there's a, a player participation. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Retention. No, no, no. Aspect to the problem that that you know not as many kids are playing footy and, and everyone keeps sprouting out oh the, oh, yeah. the participation in footy at younger levels well it's just not the facts are but they ain't and cricket's exactly the same the participation levels are are lower than usual and I think that tie-in of a country footy club to a country town you know, that has changed because there's, there's so many um, young fellas go up now that have you know just come out of the AFL system or possibly the VFL system. Get some good money going up and playing for your Elmores and your Heathcots and your Moamas and Dinaliquins and Tokemalls and all those sort of places, and in the Golden Valley League and Ovens and Murray. So, so the the connection of the town to the footy club isn't as strong as it yeah. used to be either. Yeah. So, I, I think that also is a, is a another problem that these footy clubs face. Kids move away too, don't they, when they yeah, get they to do. working age and they don't yeah. hang around. Hey, we'll keep an eye also today on the other side of the globe when it comes to the deadline day. The deadline transfer window uh, closes uh, in a matter of hours over there. Uh, eyes on Leicester City. We're just waiting for them to confirm officially, I suppose, that Harry Souter, our mm. uh, big, towering Socceroos defender, Scuba, will definitely join them from Stoke. So, 26 million Australian dollars is said to be the, uh, the reported transfer fee and, and the Foxes have been linked with Harry for a period of time. So lots of conjecture, lots of smoke. We'll just wait for the fire on that one. That would be a great deal for Harry Suter to, to get himself to, to Leicester City. I mentioned Colin Carter before. Now he released a book yesterday, Scoob, called Football's Forgotten Years and it's a passion project of, of Colin's with with the help of Geoffrey Blaney who uh, a lot of people will know has been a, a historian around these circles for a long time. Um, he argues that the incorporation into the records of 27 years of the VFA need to happen before the establishment of the the VFL in 1897 as a breakaway comp. So 27 years of lost football, um, Colin Carter is arguing to be officially part of the record. So not just the player records, coaching records, but the premiership records as well. 
And this is oh, where he here says, we go. yes, there I, here we go. there's no interest like self-interest. No, Colin Carter was saying yesterday that, yes, he was motivated by Geelong's so-called ghost premiership. So mm. seven flags the Cats won in that time that he wants in to have. 27 years. He wants to have at, exactly. He there's wants, still 20 other flags that were won in that period. There were. How many did Carlton win? Uh, half a dozen, I think. Oh, I Blues won. Oh, you think. You think so? Twenty-two, you know? which I think is uh, it's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Going for twenty-three and twenty-three. If you're the Carlton Football Club, so I see no problem with it. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's a no-brainer. Particularly as I look down the order and I think, well, how many extra flags did the Saints win to add to their singular flag? And the answer is big fat donut. This is all coming off that Herald Sun Conning article. This morning, oh. isn't it? Hey? What about that? Bit that? Of nastiness. What about that? You reckon Soss will get back at the oh, baggers by no, pitching Tom to Coning? Going back at the Blues, <laughs> to the Saints. You can see the big blonde fellow in the red, black, and white. We might get into this. Suiting me. Uh, no, that, don't be stupid. It'll we might get me. out of this. Why would you go there? <laughs> we might get out of this out of seven o'clock though, because. I mean, where do you draw the line with the VFA, which went to the VFL, which then obviously we went to the AFL? I reckon if you're going to go one way or the other, you, you just say, right, every flag won from 1990s AFL era, count that as its own table. You have your VFL flag, that's a uh, table, that's its own set. And then you can have VFA if you want, that's its own set. Sandful, waffle, whatever. Done. Separate com- I think the NFL do something similar before the Super Bowl Done. era started. That's how it is. Logical. Don't try and manufacture the you're VFA a man into of the logic. Sam. Do you agree or yes. not? Yes. Okay. You're a man of logic. SEM Breakfast for the Koga Money credit card, packed full of value.